Welcome to Completely Mental Coaching. My name's Becca, I'm a mental health worker and advocate. I'm also a recovering addict and I have borderline personality disorder. My goal is to help people build a toolbox of their own to navigate through the darkness and the chaos, to see that there isn't better, there's only different, and different doesn't make us bad. When we better understand our trauma reactions, we can start to catch them more. We can start to implement tools and small changes to slowly develop new pathways in our brain to help us process before we react. In today's episode, I want to talk about cognitive dissonance and its relationship to borderline personality disorder and other complex trauma. Everybody builds their own internal beliefs and values about themselves, the world, and others. This comes from genetics, it comes from the environments that we develop in, the traumatic experiences that we face, etc. It all shapes how we view the world, ourselves, and others. Our body is very finicky. It likes to maintain a constant state of balance. And this isn't just physical balance, this is mental balance. So when we have developed these core beliefs and we suddenly receive information that conflicts with these core beliefs, we're experiencing cognitive dissonance. Our body, our mind is suddenly unbalanced. One example of how this works is when we're little, we have a mother, when she's sober, she's very kind to us. She's very loving to us. And she tells us praise and good things. When she's drinking, however, she becomes mean and distant and she's suddenly says things that she never says before. This causes dissonance in our brain because we believe our mom to be kind and caring and to always want what's best for us, to be loving, etc. When she drinks, it causes dissonance in ourselves. Now, some kids will internalize and more often they'll blame themselves. Oh, I must have done something to upset her. Oh, if I would have just done this, she wouldn't be mad at me. They're not blaming the booze or the drug or whatever's causing her to now react in a different way. They internalize it and now develop a core belief that they're doing something wrong, that they're wrong, they're bad, they cause this, etc. Many young kids will internalize this dissonance. They need to align it. They need to have a reason why their caregiver is suddenly different towards them. And oftentimes they come to the conclusion that it's them, that they did something wrong to cause this because what other conclusion is there? My caregiver always does what's best for me, so I must have done something to upset them. I must have angered them. I must be bad, and if that continues over years, then that becomes a new core belief. The belief that I am bad, that I mess things up, that I cause people to react, that I cause people to leave, that I cause this, whatever it develops and turns into becomes our core belief. Now let's fast forward about 15 to 20 years and imagine that that person's met somebody and this person's kind and loving. They give them gifts, they take them out, they tell them words of affirmation. They're everything that that person could have ever imagined. Well, a few months goes by and suddenly that person's getting cold. The gifts are less and less. The criticisms are more and more. That dissonance and that core belief that was developed 15 to 20 years earlier comes back. Oh, I've seen this before. I've been here before. I must have done something. I must deserve this. They were loving. They were kind. I must be the reason why all of that stopped. This is just one way that cognitive dissonance can present itself. It can come out in many other ways. A lot of times people will go into denial. They'll go into defensiveness. And oftentimes this internal conflict is subconscious. We don't understand why we're feeling this discomfort, why we're feeling this unease, and we just know that we need to alleviate it. And we go into the natural reactions, whatever we've learned to develop in the environments that we grew up in. And it varies, again, from person to person. Now let's talk about the connection between cognitive dissonance and borderline personality disorder. Cognitive dissonance 
fuels borderline personality disorder. A big reason for this is because of identity disturbance and chronic emptiness. Both are traits of borderline personality disorder. Identity disturbance is a lack of self. It's a lack of purpose. And from that comes a chronic emptiness. As people, we need an identity. We need a purpose. We need to fill a connection of any sort. And this can vary, but we still need that connection. When we don't have that, it causes us to feel empty. And that emptiness gets so bad that it causes painful incoherence, a real psychological term to try to describe how painful it is to fill that chronic emptiness, to live without an identity, to live in a world where you're constantly masking, to live without centered and aligned core beliefs. There's that word again, core beliefs. This is how it ties into cognitive dissonance. Oftentimes with BPD, we grow up in traumatic and invalidating environments. In these environments, we're not able to build up a self. We're not able to explore or better understand ourselves. And in fact, we're oftentimes forced to repress ourselves and to repress that self-awareness and self-understanding. Many of us grew up in homes where we had untreated narcissistic personality disorder for caregivers. Those environments had malicious or manipulative intent to try to purposely repress and to subdue our personality and our self-exploration. One thing to remember with narcissistic personality disorder is that narcissists view people as transactions. Their children are no exception from this. So when you're dealing with somebody that's not in treatment, that's not aware of this, that's not working on this, they are viewing their children on how can they serve me. And they do so in such a way that it highlights their parenting abilities and they make themselves feel like they're doing a good job, that they're actually helping their children in some sort of way. Meanwhile, the child now takes on the role of the caretaker for their caretaker. Their feelings don't matter as long as their caretaker's feelings are taken care of. And this poor beliefs, the different beliefs that are developed among different people, among different environments, these carry on into our adulthood. They become our core beliefs. Instead of believing that we deserve love, that we deserve good things, we suddenly, we're not good we don't deserve love, people are bad, I deserve the pain that I'm going through, everybody's bad, whatever these distortions may come out as, this is what we develop. This becomes the truth. How does this hinder us in future relationships? Let's say we run into somebody that's really genuinely a good person. They wanna support you. They're calm, they're not chaotic, they're stable. You would think the brain would be happy and say, yay, I found what I'm looking for. No, it's not balanced because this isn't what it knows. The brain grew up in a different environment. This now causes dissonance because it disaligns with the core beliefs that we developed in that traumatic environment. This comes out in a variety of different reactions. Let's give one example. Let's say we have been hurt many times before. We found ourselves in terrible relationships. Everybody's left us. We had our caregivers abandon us. We had multiple people leave us and we can't trust people. We've been hurt so many times that we can't trust people and that's what we truly believe to our core. We meet somebody and they give us every reason to trust them. Why can't we trust them? Because it goes against our belief. Our body can't align with that because that's not what we believe the world or people to be. So we have to find a way to align it with our beliefs. How does this come out in borderline personality disorder and other complex traumas? Self-sabotage is a huge one. What are ways that people self-sabotage? Isolating is a huge one. Breaking up, picking fights, leaving a job, running away. Many different things. Some people will go and empty their whole bank accounts, go buy a trip, decide that they need to move cross country or to a different state, decide that they don't want any friends, that they're going to go off grid for a while, decide they're going to become a teacher or a lawyer or a stripper. Whatever it is, they're going to do whatever they need to do. That impulsivity will kick in at this point to determine 
how to get their body back to a balanced state, back to aligning with those maladaptive core beliefs that they've developed from childhood. Well, that's great, but how do we fix the dissonance? How do we get our body back to alignment, especially with borderline personality disorder and other complex traumas? The key step is to be mindful of it, to be aware that there's an internal conflict going on and you're not crazy. We have to go into this willing to have compassionate wonder for ourselves. And when I say this, I mean that we have to be willing to have an understanding for ourselves and compassion for when those moments get a little ugly. The next step is identifying what you want your core beliefs to be. Not what your caregiver said, not what your trauma taught you, not what your fear is screaming at you. What do you align with? What feels good for you. Let whatever comes out come to the surface. This is a rough draft right now. We're going to edit it along the way. We're going to find our goals. We're going to make micro goals. We're going to scrap goals. We're going to do a thousand different things. Nothing is set in stone. We can always make changes because another thing to remember, we're always in control. Understanding that we have power and choice can help us when dissonance arises. We can choose to tell ourselves, what is my core belief? What do I want to align to? Does this align to that core belief? Can I make it align to that core belief? What can I do to promote the growth and healing that I want? Resolving dissonance comes from empowerment of self, empowerment in the choices that we make, no matter what they are. It's not about the way that we do something if we go to school, if we meet our parents' expectations, it comes down to how we feel about it, how we feel about the things that we do and the interactions that we have. With borderline personality disorder and other complex traumas, many of us forget that we can build a cell. We can build a person, whatever that is, whatever we want it to look like. We are not fixed on one thing. We can be a jack of all trades. We can be an artist. We can go to school. We can be a stripper. We can do whatever we want to do. We don't have to fit in this box that we think we have to fit into. We don't have to meet all these expectations or fall into this specific path to be successful in this life. Success is very subjective. Success varies from person to person. Success comes from an empowerment of self as well. We will never be successful until we believe we are successful. If we keep the beliefs and expectations that we developed in traumatic environments, we'll never see the beauty in ourselves. The first step is starting to change those maladaptive core beliefs that we've developed, starting to shift and take on other ideas to see what feels good for us, what we can align to, and taking micro steps to try to align to other things. A great place to start with this is starting to look at other philosophies, starting to look at other cultures, other perspectives than your own, getting above your thoughts, your beliefs, and seeing what feels good to you. What do you align with? What don't you like? Get a bigger understanding of how you feel, what emotions you have, and what thoughts you have towards different ideas and perspectives. What clicks with you? What doesn't? Try to understand yourself, but remember, do so with compassion and wonder. I am a mental health coach and I do offer individual Zoom sessions to people that need extra help building a toolbox for themselves and helping them gain an understanding and build their core beliefs. You can find the link to schedule a session on my website or you can Google completely mental coaching. If you still have any issues or questions, feel free to email traumatalk999 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.